Hey, what's going on? I'm Alberto. I'm Ashley. And we want to welcome you to the AB Collective Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you. And wherever you're at in the world, thank you for tuning in. Yes. And really quick, if you're not subscribed or you haven't liked, do us a favor. Subscribe to our YouTube. Give us a like. Yeah. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think. And is share, this re- share, share. Share, share, share. We bless you. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yeah. So Ashley, what are we talking about today? We are talking about church hurt today. We're going to go there. Oh, I'm out. No, nope. like no, no, SpongeBob. Me. Sit down. Sit down. We're going to talk about church hurt. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you are hurt. Maybe you've been bruised. It's a conversation that needs to be had. And I will preface and say we're not going to um, just like stroke your ego through the church hurt. We're going to talk about some realness and how to really get past it. And I think that's the thing. We're not just going to talk about church hurt, but we're going to talk about how to get through hurt and come out on the other side stronger and better. And still love Jesus. Church hurt coming to a theater near you. Let's go. Now, honey, we've been in ministry for like together like 12 years. Yes. And we have experienced our hurt throughout ministry. I'm sure we've hurt others unintentionally. Others have hurt us unintentionally, maybe some intentionally. But anyways, we have experienced hurt. I mean... We met when I was in a place of deep church hurt. That's actually Mm -hmm. very true. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I almost forgot, but I didn't. Um, (laughs) And I think, you know, I think we would be naive to believe that you're going to step into ministry and never experience hurt. Absolutely. That you're even going to step into this faith journey and never experience hurt. And uh, I think that there's a lot of people within the context of the church. I think there's a lot of people who are just a part of the church that are sitting in a place where they're hurt and they haven't overcome it. Absolutely. I think that there's people in leadership that are experiencing hurt. And once again, we'd be naive to believe that we're not going to get hurt. And I, I think that a lot of times that we say that we want to be used by God, but then the minute that we've been bruised by God, we want to run for the hills. Yes, and then absolutely. We, we, we kind of start rationalizing things like, I can't believe that the church would do this to me. I can't believe that this would happen in this context and we're Christians and we're not supposed to act like this. Yeah, or I expect, the one I I hear all the time, that's my favorite, I expect these things to happen outside of the church from the people who don't know Christ, but I don't expect it to happen from the people that know Christ. They're still imperfect. And I think that's the thing, we're imperfect people trying to serve a perfect God. And so the reality is, maybe you're in a place where you've been hurt, maybe Mm -hmm. you're in a place where God allowed you to fail, where God allowed you to miss an opportunity, where God allowed you to experience a loss, where God allowed you to experience a sense of rejection. And all of those, whether one or all of them happened to you, led you to a place of hurt. I guess my question would be, how have you responded to that? Or better Mm -hmm. yet, have you reacted? Or have you responded to that? Because anybody can react to a situation, but not everybody can respond to a situation. The Bible says that a fool shows his annoyance at once. Are we reactionary or are we learning to respond in those moments? And I know that we've experienced hurt. We can easily allow hurt within the church, within ministry, from leaders, from peers, whatever it may be, to really paralyze us. And I think that's one of the things that I, I... I think we're so passionate about is people walking in the freedom of that because we can stay upset and hurt and mad at the person who hurt us or at the situation that inflicted hurt upon us. 
but the only person that that holds back is ourselves. Yeah. The other people don't lose sleep over it. Yeah. Only we do. And it, it, it is such a even tactic of the enemy to keep us trapped in that hurt yeah. so that we don't propel into our destinies. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of times um, when it, as it pertains to hurt within the context of church or leadership, we find ourselves being upset at the individual or the institution or the system or the organization not often realizing that God allowed that to take yeah. place. So we find ourselves upset at man when God allowed a situation in our life to do something. And I think one of the things you have to do is you have to have a proper perspective. It's hard to have the proper perspective while you're in the midst of it. Of course. Right? And, of and, course. But if you, if you can kind of know this in advance, you have to have the proper perspective because God can use your hurt for a breakthrough and the enemy can use it for a breakdown. Yeah. And so wow. what, what, what the enemy wants to do a lot of times with hurt, and he wants to get you to stop, moving forward or he wants to get you to regress and no longer progress yeah. into what God has called you to. So you got to be careful. And I think we, we, we kind of listed three things on how to get through. I don't want to say necessarily get over, but get through yes. any hurt that you've experienced within the context of the church or in ministry. And the first thing that we settled on is number one, don't take it personal. Don't take personal. <laughs> the worst thing that we can possibly do is make it about ourselves. And that's yeah. what happens. A lot of times we make it about ourselves. And when you make it about yourself, you really miss the big picture and what God is trying to do in your life and in that moment. And when you make it about yourself, you frame everything from that point forward through the lens of hurt. And it, it, it becomes a sense of toxicity because mm -hmm. you develop a toxic mindset. Therefore, you start living in a toxic way and you start leading in a toxic way. Yeah, you take on the mindset of self-pity. You know, no, one's, no one wants to come to the pity party. It's one person, you. Yeah. You know? And oftentimes what that does, it not only drags you down and further away from purpose, further away from destiny, but it drags everybody around you down and the people around you have no idea why you yeah. have this mindset or where you're coming from. And it's really just God wanting, almost exposing the things that, that need to be dealt with and the hurt that needs to be addressed within our own selves. Yeah, and uh, one of, like we don't want to minimize anybody who's watching or listening. Of course. If you've been hurt and we're not trying to say, you deserved it or it's part right. of the process, like that's right. unfair. You deserve pain, that's not what we're saying. No, that's just weird. What we're basically trying to say is giving you some tools on how to be able to process it better. But a lot of times what I realize is, I know when I've gone through hurt, and I've been hurt. I've been hurt from leaders, I've been hurt from pastors, I've been hurt from people that I've admired, and I had a decision to make. I can get bitter or I can get better. And I think there's a lot of people who park themselves in bitterness instead of making the decision that I'm not going to allow this to define me. I'm not going to allow this to kill me. I'm not going to allow this to destroy me. As a matter of fact, some of you right now, you're listening, you're watching me, and you've given somebody way too much access over your emotional state. They're living their best while you're still marinating on what they did to you or what they didn't do to you, and you're wow. not moving forward. And if you don't adopt the right perspective and the proper mindset, you're going to continue to stay there while the world moves forward and everybody advances, including the one that hurts you when God has a purpose and a destiny and a destination for you. So sometimes you got to stop making it about yourself. And the only way that you stop making it about yourself is by continuing to love, by continuing to lead, yes. by continuing to encourage. Because the Bible says that he who refreshes others is he himself refreshed. Refresh. I want you to listen to that for just a moment. Some of you, the reason you haven't been able to move beyond the pain is because you've made it about you. The yeah. Bible gives you an antidote. It gives you a solution. It gives you a recipe for coming 
out of that. Go refresh others because as you refresh others, as you bring healing words of comfort, as you bring words of love and words of encouragement to those around you, something is going to happen supernaturally where you're going to begin to be encouraged, where you're going to be able to pick up yourself up and continue to move forward. So maybe one of the things that you just really need to do is begin to encourage others. Absolutely. One of the things that keeps coming back to my mind as I'm listening to you and as I'm, I, you know, we do a lot of self-reflection during these things because yeah. God will remind us of um, moments in time where something transpired in our lives that relates to what we're talking about and he'll bring things back to our remembrance. And I'm sitting here thinking about influence and how a lot of times we have often seen in ministry people, and, and even just I think in the culture that we're living in with social media, with influencing literally being a career path now, which yeah. is wild to me. And and it's a great thing. But I think what oftentimes has happened and, and continues to happen within the church walls specifically is we want to have influence. We want to impact others. And our motives start out right. It, the intent is we want to influence and impact others in order to see others come to Christ or people draw closer in their relationship with God or or see people flourish in their own callings. But one of the things that I really want us to remember and kind of keep at the forefront of our minds, especially if you're in leadership, is that if you want to have any form of influence in people's lives, if you want to have any sort of impact in people's lives, if you want to um, chase after whatever huge vision or dream God has placed upon your heart and you and you want to use that for greater influence, you're going to go through really deep amounts of pain and great amounts of pain. Yeah. There is no avoiding that because that pain oftentimes is what propels you to be able to be a person of yeah. influence. Without the pain, I would not be able to speak into certain situations yeah. and into certain circumstances in the lives of others because I wouldn't even be able to empathize or sympathize That's with so them. Good. And so if you want to be influential, you almost have have to just go into it knowing not almost you do you have to go into it knowing and this is biblical the yeah. bible talks about in james we're gonna face trials of many kinds yeah. it doesn't say you may maybe this person will this person won't it just says flat out you're going to yeah. consider it pure joy when you do yeah. actually and so if you're wanting to have any sort of influence as a leader if you're wanting to reach people for for Jesus, understand that that's going to come with deep amounts of pain. We talk about this all the time when we're teaching or preaching. John was boiled in oil and Jesus says to him, get to writing. He didn't say, I'm so sorry. He didn't, he didn't pity him at all. He said, get to the mission, get to work, get to the, to the influence. And we have that to draw from today. Yeah. And so if we want to be influential people and we want to be influencers within the church, then we need to understand that it comes with great amounts of pain and we yeah. can actually choose to press into the pain. Yeah, the crushing. As a matter of fact, there can be no the there can be no anointing oil without a crushing. So if you want to be used by God, when God allows the pain to come and the crushing to come, what he really is doing is he's extracting an anointing that's been buried deep within you that you didn't even know that you had. So you can't say you want to be like Jesus and then when Judas shows up, you go running for the hills. Wow. It's part of the process. Wow. I think another thing, number two, is you got to remember that hurt is a drive-through and not a destination. Yes. Hurt is a drive-through and not a destination. There's so many uh, followers or so many leaders that they've experienced a sense of hurt 
hurt and what God intended to be a drive-through is something that we've planted ourselves, we've parked ourselves in, and we've made our home in the midst of that hurt. And so you got to remember that this is this is temporary. This isn't uh, 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 something that's going to be forever. And what happens when we park ourselves in our hurt is that we tend to operate from our emotions and we begin to make emotional decisions. And if I could speak oh. to leaders right now, a lot of times the biggest danger in our ministry is us making emotional decisions. And moments of hurt can elevate our emotions to a heightened level and cause us to make some serious mistakes, say some things that we can no longer, we can never take back, do some things that we can no longer take back. So what you need to do is when you're in that place is that you need to take your emotions, because uh, the Bible says the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things who can trust it. You need to take those very emotions and you need to line them up with the word of God and bring it to the submission of the word of God to determine, is this a decision that God wants me to make in the midst of the hurt that I'm going through? Yeah. Or would I take need to take a step back for a moment and process? Yeah. Another thing that yeah. hurt does, it gives you tunnel vision. It doesn't allow you to see more than beyond your hurt. Right. And sometimes you need to step back and get that aerial perspective and begin to see things as God sees them to try to figure out what God is trying to do. We ask yeah. the question, why God did you allow this? Instead of asking the question, God, what in me do you want to do through this? Because it's not so much about yeah. what God wants to do through you. It's what God wants to do in you. Yes. And so if you were to evaluate hurt and pain from that perspective and through that framework, it would really shift your your the trajectory of your life. Absolutely. And it would show you that the pain that you're currently in is a part of the process. It's not the permanent. It's the temporary. It's God's means or strategy of getting you to be the person that he's called you to be. You said, it says, consider pure joy when you face trials of many kind because the testing of your faith will develop perseverance mm -hmm. and perseverance must uh, finish its work by being mature and complete. Mm -hmm. So if you're going through that, you're a process of being matured. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything else. We just go straight to number three. Go to number three. And number three, ooh, guard your heart. Guard, guard your heart. We don't do this enough, people. We don't do it enough, friends. Guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. Everything flows from there. Everything does. Everything, Everything does flow from there. You got to guard your heart because what you begin to sense in this place, if you're not careful, you're going to begin to speak it. Ooh, and what, yes. I, what I've realized is hurt with hurt is we tend to relive our hurt every time we tell the story of how they did us wrong. There's something about our flesh that finds comfort in sharing our side of the story with everyone that we know and everyone that we come in contact with. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me tell you, if the sole reason that you're sharing your story is to get people to side with you and remove influence from a particular leader that you're upset at, you are not walking according to um, um, the Bible and you have totally missed it. That's not what God is calling us that to do. That is called narcissistic behavior. I don't even know what to say after that. I feel like that, that, it is. that was just hard. If you're hard. trying to get people to side with you and be on that island with you um, just to agree with whatever it is that your perspective is that is um, wrapped in hurt, mm -hmm. that is a form of narcissism. It's making it completely about you, about you and how you feel and only looking at self versus the entire party. And I, I wrote this down and I feel like I need to read it verbatim as it pertains to this very thought. But I want to say your volume determines your witness. The goal of hurt is not to get people to side with you. It's to move people into a deeper relationship with Jesus because of your praise despite your hurt. Hmm. Your praise will speak the right volume to people and make much about Jesus. Whereas your complaint will raise the wrong volume and make it all about you. 
So even in the season of hurt, there are people that are watching you. They're gonna watch to see how you react, if you respond, to see if you're gonna use your lips to bring about complaint or to give him glory and praise and honor in that moment. And however you choose to respond to that is gonna determine how people see Jesus in you. Yeah. And if you're a leader, there are people that are watching you and they're watching how you're going to respond to these moments. And the question is, are we using our words to give praise or are we using our words to bring complaint in hopes that we can get people to side with us in our pain? Don't be that person. Don't, don't be that person. And I just say, whether you're a leader, whether you're attending, whether you're serving, yeah. don't be the person who's constantly trying to get people to side with their craziness because that's all it is. The way that that is viewed from the other side, when that behavior starts to go on, the way that the rest of the world sees it or the rest of us see it is as crazy. It yeah. looks wild yeah. and it, it almost causes even more separation because once someone starts behaving that way, like if, if we were going to be honest as leaders, once someone starts operating that way, when they've felt a certain way towards us and didn't have a conversation with us or address it and just started to kind of get people to side with them or whatever, all that says to us, it doesn't say, let me sit down and work through this with them. It is off-putting. It almost makes them distance themselves more. And all that does is feed into the problem. And so it just starts to continue yeah. to fester. And so in, in, in the lens of the other person or in the eyes of the other person, it just looks like this person can't be trusted because yeah. their emotions and their mind is everywhere. It's yeah. off kilt. Yeah. And so having the conversation and addressing the hurt and guarding your heart and your thoughts, yeah. your thought life, there's yeah. a reason why we're reminded to take our thoughts captive yeah. because our thoughts are wild yeah. <laughs> and they will lead us into craziness. And so That's good. That's good. Recap three things. Number one, don't take it personal. Number two, remember that hurt is a drive through and not a destination. Yeah. And number three, guard your heart and your lips. Man. Once again, we hope that this uh, conversation has blessed you. Ashley and I are just really speaking from experience, and these yeah. are some things that we really implemented in our lives and things that we try to keep at the forefront of our mind in yes. ministry and in leadership. So yes. once again, we want to thank you for tuning in wherever you've been tuning in. Once again, give us a like, comment, subscribe. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode. God bless. Mm -hmm.